where I came from, I didn't think real estate would ever be that powerful. And it's just like, holy shit, what did I, what did I, I just figured something out. Welcome. This is the Hot Real Estate Investing Podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping others through real estate investing. Our hosts interview guests from all aspects of real estate investing who generously share valuable experiences and advice. Whether you're starting out or an experienced investor, this is the show for you. All right. Hello, and how's it going today? My name is Travis Shelton, and welcome to the Hot Real Estate Investing Podcast, where we interview guests who want to help others investing in real estate. We keep these podcasts jam-packed full of content in around 15 minutes. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Uh, looking forward to a great discussion with an amazing dude I know. Uh, his name's Drew Hittner. It's a pleasure to introduce the greatest house hacker on the planet and Airbnb lender. Drew, buddy, thanks for joining us today. Welcome. Travis, thank you for the introduction, man. Um, I'm ready to spill the beans on what's got me to you know a fire or financial independence here in just a, a short four and a half years, man. So whatever I can do to, to help educate the audience, I'm stoked. That's awesome, man. Well, give, give our audience a little bit more about yourself, uh, maybe a little bit about your background, where you're from, and maybe how you got involved in real estate. Yeah. So my background is I'm originally from Indiana, um, southern Indiana, small town. Uh, been in Arizona for about 11 years, but uh, kind of been back and forth. But I got into real estate because I was um, I was in an uncomfortable position in my life where I was working in a medical device field and we had got acquired. My pay comp or my my pay got cut in half. And at that point, I had to make a decision. And decisions on the table were call mom, ask for help. <laughs> Didn't want to do that. You know, grab some money in my 401 or my IRA. Didn't think that was the best route. You would probably agree. <laughs> and yeah, then... Um, then I just went to Google and just looked up side gig income. And this was back in 2016 when this happened. And those results, I only remember two things that popped up on results. It was Uber and Airbnb. So I had a girlfriend at the time. What I did was, was like, I'm moving in with you. I'm putting this on Airbnb. I was literally the only listing on the map in my hometown, Evansville, Indiana. <laughs> Well, well you, you really, you, you saturated the market with uh, one listing, you know? And I didn't, I had like gotten pre-approved for a house, but kind of just kicked the bucket. I was a terrible first time home buyer up until this point. And then, you know, there was a concert coming up like the next weekend and like the apartment was nice, but it's like, I left all my clothes in one of the closets and like, Hope they don't steal all the stuff in my fridge. I didn't really throw everything away. And I mean, it was like the bare bones, like literally how Airbnb started. And now it's transformed in some, you know, amazing company that it is. But, um, you know, I went and stayed one weekend with my girlfriend. It paid me like three or 400 bucks. I just couldn't believe it. And I'm like, that's like half my rent and did it one more and boom, now my rent's paid for. I'm like, this is insane. And so at that time I did that in 2016. There was no rental arbitrage. Nobody nobody coined that phrase really, right? There was no house hacking. You know, I think those those like key or coined phrases is kind of like the millennial and it's coming out and people can't wait to, you know, come up with an acronym or something, but house hacker. And so that's when it like that was my light bulb moment. 
And then, so what did I do? I got right into lending and shifted careers and now I don't qualify for a mortgage for two years. So fast forward. Yeah. So then fast forward a couple of years, I finally buy my first house, but only because I couldn't get qualified at that time. Mm. Man, what a, what a great story. And how quick, four and a half years. I think that's, we talked a little bit before we hit the record button is that's an amazing trajectory for a lot of people. And, you know, people work 40 years to, to maybe retire with enough uh, retirement funds and you were able to do it in four and a half years, really from, you know, what you say, you know, self, self-imposed that from nothing. Right. And mm-hmm. you're just been grit and grind and, uh, finding your way throughout the whole way. That's crazy. I never heard your, your Google story. So that's, that's a really a cool one that, uh, yeah, just, uh, makes me respect you that much more, man. Uh, so we always start off these interviews with some motivation, not that we need any more motivation after hearing that, how you got started, but, um, you know, Drew, what's your favorite inspirational or motivational quote that you'd like to share with our audience? Yeah, so it's it's more of a video. I guess I'm kind of in the in the age where videos are big, but there's so it's a big quote, right? Um, okay. If it's Steve Harvey jump and okay. So it's, it's probably something that'd be best if you YouTubed, you could probably find it on TikTok, Instagram, but it's basically where it's somebody that's a nine to fiver, your typical, what's retire at 60. But then just one day you're like, man, this really isn't for me. And I'm going to kind of condense his quote down, but it's, it's for everybody that has always had a friend or looked up to somebody that's like really crushing it has their own company and like, how did they get there? And it's almost like you're, you're so excited for them, but you don't know what path to follow. And Steve just makes it so relatable. And he's literally talking about landscapers. He's talking about car repair shops. And it's just like, those aren't the the sexiest businesses on art on earth, but you just got to jump. You just got to do it. And whatever business you're working in now, you can probably start a company around your profession that you're in right now. And that's, that's his focus. Love it, man. So, so what was your first jump? Or I mean, maybe, maybe you can already share that with us, but, or maybe what's been your largest jump jump to date? I probably say the biggest one for me was whenever I went self-employed as a lender Um, everyone else is, don't do it. Why would you do this now? You know, it's really expensive. You need a high net worth. And I'm like, I just need a high net worth of friends and family and people that support me. And so, you know, I'm just one of those people where it's like a shiny object syndrome. I'm like, focus here, focus there, focus there. But if I find something I'm in love with, which I love lending, it's easy for me to just totally engulf myself into what I'm doing and what I want to do. And so the jump's never really been hard for me. It's just knowing that I should jump instead of just procrastinating on it. And so I just took took the opportunity, capitalized on it, and let everybody know in my small circle of what I'm doing. And then, you know, obviously purchased some some lead opportunities as well. And it really, mm-hmm. it wasn't that hard. You know, the stuff that I don't like doing, like the HR and the documents, I can have people help me with that. But it's the same thing. I just don't have some asshole telling me whenever I can clock in and clock out for lunch. Yeah. <laughs> That's the big difference. So I love that. And I think you are uh, definitely one uh, that lives by that, that jump motivation. And I do see you being able to easily transition from kind of one thing to the other and, and not uh, maybe not allow analysis paralysis to get in the way. Like it does so many of us, me included, uh, that has to maybe have all our dies or eyes dotted or T's crossed before we make that jump. 
um, you tend to, I feel like, jump into the deep end and you figure it out and you do a, a fantastic job doing that. And uh, I think you also leverage talent around you really well, which, um, you know, I, I, I don't want to necessarily jump into right now. Um, but I, I do find a lot of value in your, your opportunities and your, your, uh, your ability to utilize VAs and just other systems and processes uh, to ultimately relieve a lot of time and, uh, for yourself. So maybe we'll talk about that in a little bit. But I want to transition to really our, our main topic today and the reason you're on the show. Um, so Drew, how can you help our audience of real estate investors? What's really that one thing that you want to share with our audience uh, you know, to, to get them motivated, to get them going as real estate investors? I mean, it's pretty simple. I, I feel like everybody can find a reason why they shouldn't be able to do something. You can always set yourself up to fail. And, you know, I just like being relatable, right? And I didn't come from anything other than, you know, a, a family with some grit who had to find everything that they got by, you know, like what Tiger says is, Tiger Woods is by digging it in the dirt, right? You got to find it. You know, we're lucky to live in a place where we do America. And, you know, typically when it when you make that jump, right, failing forward typically means success, right? So you might not have got where you wanted to go as soon as you wanted to get there, but it's still success, right? It's still your learning. And that's the main thing. It's like everybody is is a fly on the wall watching everything happen around them. Just just get on the freeway, jump in. You know, do do something that you've ran the numbers on over and over and over again. And and maybe it's not a home run. Maybe it's just a base hit. But anything's better than sitting on the sidelines. Yeah. Take action. You learn so much by taking action. Um, yeah, I, I love that. And I think we have kind of a similar kind of coming from nothing kind of story. I think you've surpassed me with the financial freedom quickness. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm always, I'm always on your coattails, uh, you got a bigger family, financial freedom. You got a bigger family than me, man. <laughs> I do. I do indeed. Uh, and, and by the way, congrats. Uh, you know, one thing we didn't talk about drew is he's, he's newly engaged and, uh, he's got baby number one on the way. So huge congrats, baby, baby girl, dad, dude, girls are the best. Thanks, man. I'm super excited. You were one of the first people to send me a text about that. So. Yeah. We just felt her moving in, in mom's stomach last night. So it's uh, so happy cool. days here. So blessed, man. Well, congrats and uh, health and happiness to, to you and, and your fiance and, and baby girl. And uh, so let's let's not focus too much on the family. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll get back into the real estate investing. But, um, you know, what's what's been your biggest breakthrough that you've had so far, Drew? Um. It's a great question, man. I think my biggest breakthrough today is just learning about myself, right? And so once I pick a path that I wanted to go, it's really self-reflecting, um, taking personality assessments, learning how I can work with others. And just because when I start, when I first took that jump, I would just get so frustrated, so angry. And I'm like, I just had to self-reflect who wants to work with me. And now that I understand myself, it helps me understand how to communicate with my team members. That could be contractors, cleaners, virtual assistants, my family, like literally anything. And that's been my biggest breakthrough because I feel like us as entrepreneurs, we always think we're right. And I think if we just take a step back and just truly listen to others instead of talking over others, that's been like a mental breakthrough that I've had that I think has just been great for 
you know, mind wealth as well. So, yeah, I mean, I, I just hear that you've continued to self-develop yourself, you know, and, and I go back to that, uh, you know, that saying that says, you know, a formal education will make you a living and self-education will make you a fortune. And that's what I see yourself doing. You know, you just keep self-educating yourself, self-developing yourself and uh, just keep hitting new levels and new heights that probably you didn't think were really reasonable. Um, so tell me, did you graduate college? I mean, what's your formal education? You know, no uh, college? Yeah, it's, it's, it's great to talk about. It took me six and a half years to get a, I don't even know what the degree is called. I don't even know where it's at. Um, <laughs> uh, general studies. Yeah, so I got <laughs> I got an associate's in general studies from a community college, and it was a total waste of time. It taught me how to drink beer, learn new cuss words. You know, like it's it's literally nothing to talk about. But I did get to meet and hang out with some friends. But you know, I should have honestly started working with family or friends that had a company right away. So mm -hmm. it's just I think it's for some fields. Like if you're going to focus on a licensed field. Um, I think it's there for a reason, but just, it's not for somebody that has an entrepreneurial mindset. So, yeah, it's, it's not set up education. Our educational system isn't set up for entrepreneurs per se, you know, or business mm -hmm. owners. Um, so how did you get started from real estate? how did you go from six years of community college associates degree to real estate investing? Uh, was it that Airbnb or, or what kind of led you, uh, other than maybe the Google story, uh, what led you to that? Yeah. So that was like, like I said, I didn't realize that was, I wouldn't even have called it real estate then. Right. I would just okay. would have called it subleasing. I think that was just the word that I, I'm like, well, let me make sure this, I'm not going to go to jail for yeah. this. But <laughs> once I, once I figured that out, I just knew I'm like, dang, I could do the same thing. I could buy a duplex. And then, you know, at that time I moved back to Phoenix for the second time. Like I, I got to buy a house. I got to buy a house. And um, so at that point I kind of called it the duplex model cause I didn't really want to live in a duplex cause like typically the small multifamily just isn't in a good neighborhood. Um, so I'm like, I'm going to put a twist on it. I'm going to buy as much house as I can in the nicest neighborhood that I can afford. And it's going to have a detached guest house. And then I'm going to rent that, have a roommate with me in the main house and never pay a mortgage. That was kind of like the goal. And it honestly surpassed what I expected. And there wasn't air DNA at that time. You didn't really know what to expect. And so like, again, I just took a jump and it worked, it worked out. And to this day, I still haven't made a mortgage payment on that house that I closed on in January 19 or December 18. I don't remember which month, but you know, bought it for 470, put 5% down and just did a cash out refinance a few months ago. It appraised that, 805,000 pulled out 200,000. So not only was it cash flowing, right? But then I paid myself back and, you know, coming from somebody or coming from a place where I came from, I didn't think real estate would ever be that powerful. And it's just like, oh my goodness. I just like, I'm like, holy shit. What did I, what did I, I just figured something out. But, you know, you got to try things. You got to do things to get lucky. And there's always going to be people saying like, oh, well, you just bought at the right time. But yeah, but appreciation point, right? Yeah, that was because nothing I was were, ever going to just as many. There were just as many people saying the market's too hot and it's going to come down, crashing down at the same time you bought. Then, you know, it's like we, we have some of the same friends that still don't buy homes, you know, mm. and it's never the right time for some people. 
And then for people like yourself, it's it's never the wrong time if it's the right deal, right? A hundred percent. Yeah, this is I didn't want to pay rent anymore. Once I got a taste of that, I just like I'm gonna buy a house, someone's gonna pay it, and then maybe it'll appreciate fifty grand, like maybe. But yeah, that was the plan. Dude, I'd love to see the numbers on that. Infinity return, never paid a mortgage, put five percent down, pulled out two hundred thousand. That's uh, those are some pr pretty good returns right there mm -hmm. on on your first property in Phoenix. Mm -hmm. um, so for someone that maybe hasn't heard of house hacking, right? Um, you know, you're the greatest house hacker out there. Uh, how do how does someone get started? You know, what's the best way? You, you kind of alluded to it, but like if one of our audience members doesn't know the term house hack or um, maybe wants to start doing it, what advice might you give those people? Um, well, for fun and informational advice, I'd say give my Instagram a follow at the real com. I talk about it all the time on there, um, in kind of a fun and relaxed way. But, you know, I just think it like, it comes down to a lifestyle change, right? So like, there's so many of us that want to live this lifestyle that just puts a stress on our bank account. And, you know, if you, if you were to sacrifice, you know, your lifestyle for one year, maybe two years, that can set you up for the lifestyle you want your entire life, right? You just got, you just got to get past the point of caring of what other people think. And so if you want to, you know, my first thought is, is like, if this is something you want to do, well, just see if you really need it. Wake up every morning, look at your checking account on your phone, like literally pull that up. And then like, what's your check? If you start doing that every day is what's happening. Are you living check to check? Are you sick of living check to check? Is that a, put a knot in your stomach? If it does, that stuff I can help you with, get pre-approved. A lot of times you can buy these houses with 0% out of pocket, especially in a market like today. Sellers will do anything to accept an offer from anyone. So mm -hmm. just get started. Um, and that's, it's not a big risk. You can always have people always need a place to put their head with a roof over their head. Yeah, I love it. And I, I, I like how you really had two different ways of doing it, right? You had the roommate situation, which, which I've done too. My first house was a six bedroom, four and a half bath house for a single dude right out of pharmacy school, right? And I rented out rooms to, to not pay a mortgage or to, to decrease my mortgage a ton. But I love the casita too. So it was really two, it was like you were getting rent and you were also short-term renting it. So it was really like putting two, uh, mm -hmm. you know, ways of earning income together, which, which I really loved. And I hadn't really heard of, you know, um, casitas are expensive, especially in the Phoenix Metro area. Uh, so I really liked your, your plan of how you went ahead and you went with kind of that biggest house you could do because not a lot of people do that. Right. Um, but it also helped with that appreciation in the long term that, that it really paid huge dividends mm. to be able to do it. And, uh, yeah, man, just, I, I love your story. So I guess anything else you want to share with our audience before we jump into the hot questions, Drew? Yeah, I don't know if buying the biggest house is the best advice for somebody getting ready to jump in, but I was just so committed. I I had ran through all the possible scenarios. So maybe buy a modest house and get roommates is probably the most, the safest way, but uh, <laughs> teach in their own. Yeah, I, hey, I bought the biggest house I could, you know, it's just, <laughs> it's, but you're right, to each their own. Hi, my name is Chris Hallam of Simplicity Lending Group and powered by Nexa Mortgage. I'm a trusted and experienced loan officer who will work with you to find the best mortgage options for your needs. From first time home buyers to experienced investors, 
I have a wide variety of loan options and competitive rates, which makes me the perfect choice for those who are in need of creative financing. Contact me today and take the first step towards financial stability. All right, Drew, now I'm going to throw you in the hot seat. We're going to ask you, we ask all our guests four final hot questions to help our audience uh, through real estate investing. So number one, what is the number one book you'd recommend to someone wanting to know more about real estate investing? Um, I like things that make me excited. So I thought Set for Life by Scott Trench is something that just gets me pumped up. Like it's just like you're it's quick little stories, quick little successes at the end, and that got me that got me going. It's a bigger pockets, bigger pockets publishing book. So Drew, what is your favorite productivity tip or trick? Maybe a an app or some sort of time saver that you can share with our audience? Doing a time study. So it is something I literally printed out. It's not an app. It's just pencil on paper. And starting from whenever I brush my teeth in the morning to when I put my head on a pillow, I write down what I'm doing every 15 minutes. Because, you know, as a, I have two companies, so to speak, and I'm self-employed, right? I did have two companies and a job about nine months ago, just because I was trying something that didn't work out. And what it does is you figure out, you just, over two weeks, you write all this stuff down and then you categorize it into like a delegation blueprint. And so you just write all these things down and then you put on a scale of one, two, or three, one being you have to do it. You're the only one that can do it. Two is like, you're okay doing it, but somebody could do it. And then three is like, you hate doing it. And most of that stuff's going to be two or three. And so once you write all that stuff down, after you do the two week study, that's where you, you, the study is where you get your information. Then you start going, where can I hire for this? Can I hire for that? Who can do this? Who can help me here? I got to do this. And it just makes so much clarity for any kind of time saving efforts that I want to do going forward. And I got a family coming up. So that's been one of the biggest um, hacks that I found that has been very, very helpful to me. It's hard to do, but once you get to the end, you're like, man, maybe I should do one more week because it becomes a great habit. So it's so interesting. I've, I've seen that done in business. I've, I've done it myself in, in the flow of pharmaceuticals throughout hospitals and, and infusion centers and had mechanical engineers come and do that. And same thing. It's, it's honestly that simple of just writing down what's happening and then reassessing that over a certain amount of time. But I've actually never done that. I'm sure most of us probably have a couple hours of social media now uh, involved in that. And when you really see probably how much time you're wasting or how mm-hmm. much you can actually delegate or eliminate, uh, you're not going to complain that you don't have enough time to do maybe you know 30 minutes of education or 30 minutes of reading that's really going to push you forward. So I love that one. And I think I'm going to have to have to do a time study here uh, in, in the new year for sure. So what's your biggest real estate mistake or failure and what did you learn from that experience? Um, it could be, I could funnel this down into one, but just trusting a property manager. But also I don't know if it's really a property manager's fault because I probably didn't buy the asset class that I really wanted. Um, it was probably a C property trending towards a D. Couldn't really find any good property managers, but then just let somebody take over it. And the property just got worse and worse. Every time I go back, it was just, I didn't like that I wasn't able to control some of the things like eviction here, eviction there. Just your prototypical looks great on a spreadsheet ended up being a mistake for me. I got some home runs, but I definitely got some hit by pitches as well. (laughs) 
And I'm okay to talk about that because being vulnerable, sharing that stuff is like how other people learn. And I just would have did it differently, you know, and it changed my, I have two more short-term rentals that would have been long-term rentals because of how painful that experience was. It's just like, dude, how do we, why is, how, how do I owe you money? We're bringing in two grand a month. The mortgage payment's like 400 bucks. Where's this going? And so like, yeah. you know, I could obviously peel that back and unpack that a lot more, but that's just like, you know, it's just like, now I'm arguing with my manager all the time. It's just like, I just should have did a short-term vacation rental or should have allocated those months for that property to something else. So, Well, we learn the most through our failures, you know, and I think we need to talk more about some of these little trials and tribulations more so that um, people realize it's normal, you know, like you make a mistake. It's like, hey, pick yourself up, dust yourself off and move forward. But too often we're, we're, we're sitting there dwelling on that mistake instead of just moving forward and um, I love that, that you're just, you're always moving forward, man. You're always taking one step back or forward. Even if you got to take a step back, you're going to take two forwards. So, um, if you could be remembered for one thing, Drew, what would it be? Man, just that I'm a team player and I just really, really enjoy the ones around me closest to me having a light bulb moment about anything. Just whenever I see a, a moment where they get it. Or they're taking action like it just feels good man it's just like i've always been a somebody that played at sports growing up and even if i'm not the one making the winning play it just feels good whenever you're part of a team and somebody else does that so that's you know just to be somebody that cares more about than just himself um in a way that i can share happiness through other people's success so that's awesome man and and what we're all about right helping others and mm-hmm. and i think then you seeing their uh, fruits of their labor. Uh, I'm the same. When I see someone else achieve something, I'm more happy than for them than if I achieved it myself. So mm. uh, we definitely share that trait. Um, all right. Well, you're off the hot seat, but I uh, want to end the questioning for you with how or where is the best place for our hot REI nation uh, community to connect with you? Yeah. So at the real Drew Hitner, you can find me on Instagram. That's probably the best, uh, the best okay. way for me. Um, and then Drew Hitner or Drew Does Deals on YouTube um, would be a, a second way to get in touch with me. So, Okay, cool. And we'll definitely include all those links and, all, and everything in our show notes so that you guys definitely reach out to Drew. Uh, he's always available to help out other people for sure. Um, and Drew, I just want to thank you again so much for joining me today. It was really a pleasure. It was fun. You know, I learned some new things I didn't know about you, buddy. Um, And we'll have to get out there on the golf course here soon. Uh, Really enjoyed all the information you shared today regarding house hacking, how you can get started, how you kind of discovered Airbnb arbitrage or subleasing uh, to to where you are today. And man, I'm super proud of you. Uh, You're someone I look up to personally uh, just for all that you've done and how you just continue to grind and move forward and always coming up with new ideas and thoughts Uh, on how to improve. Um, And I want to thank all our listeners for listening in today. Hope you guys enjoyed it. I know Drew shared some valuable uh, expertise and insight that should definitely help you in your real estate investing journey. And uh, peace. Thanks, man. All right. Thank you for listening to the Hot Real Estate Investing Podcast. Check out our website, hotrei.com, for additional content and resources. And please take a moment to subscribe and leave a review so we can continue to bring even more value to others through real estate investing.